Welcome to Koinonia Podcast. We exist to engage the church with edifying biblical discussion that is relevant to our local church in our world today. Let's tune in in today's episode. All right, well, I want to welcome everyone to our first ever roundtable discussion. My name is Pastor Brent. I serve as lead pastor of Steel Valley Church. I'm David, David Suarez. I'm the pastoral apprentice here Very at nice. Steel Valley Church. Very nice. Yeah. So this is exciting. This is great. This How is do you great. pronounce your last name uh, for us Americans? Oh, then? yeah. Yeah. I, well, so I, I go different places, different pronunciations. I usually just say Suarez. Yeah. Uh, you know, that W sound yeah. uh, with a strong Z. But for Puerto Ricans, a lot of times that Z becomes an S, so it becomes Suarez. We have two Puerto Ricans in this room right now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And also Catherine's there, too. I am outnumbered. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Catherine is the other Puerto Rican. <laughs> Catherine is here. <laughs> so let's take a dive into the conversation. Uh, the whole point of meeting today is to revisit church discipleship, specifically like uh, talking through a little bit of the content from the episode, the previous episode, episode one, uh, regarding church discipleship. But yeah, let's just have a discussion uh, regarding that. So that podcast, if uh, any listener did not listen to that, uh, shame, very, very yeah, much yeah. shame on you. How could you? Um, don't skip podcasts. <laughs> Um, it was a good episode, though, actually. Well, it was, it that's, was excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. Um, we opened up the podcast basically saying, uh, detailing the mission of the church mm. um, re- regarding what the Bible says um, is like the purpose of the church. And so one imperative in Matthew 28, make that's disciples. Right. That's right. And then the, the three participles, go, uh, baptize, and teach. Teach. So yeah, it's it's like a packed uh, commission to the apostolic body mm. who would carry that forward, but uh, also transcended in time, which really encapsulates, I believe, uh, the mission of the church. Yeah, amen. So, mm. um, have you ever taken like a have you ever understood of Matthew twenty eight, the Great Commission, being maybe used as like a not so much the mission of the church? Yes, actually, I've. I honestly feel like most of my life, my understanding of Matthew 28, the Great Commission, was purely evangelistic, as in there was no, I know it says disciple in the verse, but it wasn't a thing that was ever really used in the past to explain discipleship. Okay. It was more like an evangelistic process that simply includes trying to accumulate believers. Hmm. Um so you know that's part of it, but it's not really getting the whole discipleship part of it, right? And the teaching them to obey all that I have com- commanded to you. So it's like the imperative becomes go exactly w- with no distinction for the baptize or the teach, mm. just go. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. So it's just go and go fishing, yeah, uh, for people, and yeah. then um, leave it up to the sovereignty of God of what happens to them. Just do your yeah, point, do exactly. your part of going. If, like you know, if they just hear the Bible and they get to church, the expectation mm-hmm. is that there will be this revitalization, which, mm-hmm. of course, the Scripture has the power by the work of the Holy Spirit to do mm-hmm. that. And you know, we're not trying to say anything other than that. But the yeah. simple truth is that there is supposed to be intentionality mm-hmm. in evangelism, right? Not simply to get this one moment where someone says, "I give my life to the Lord," and just kind yep. of leave them to dry. Yeah, there's a process. Like altar calls, uh, sometimes. 
create this sensation, yeah, this experience, um, but there's no follow through. Yeah, that's so sad because I've seen yeah. so many different. I've I've been through the pendulum for this stuff. Um, I've seen and been through a church for a long time that didn't really have that follow through hmm. on proper discipleship. You know, learning to obey all that I have commanded you, learning to teach others, you know, yeah. how to obey that. Um, thank God I actually feel comfortable to say that mm-hmm. here the Lord has blessed me with an opportunity to have a far more healthy discipleship process. Mm-hmm. We've been, obviously, you're in the front lines uh, within elders meetings and everything mm-hmm. with the pastoral apprenticeship, um, thinking through of um, things that we can do to get better um, as being stewards of the flock that's been entrusted to us. Mm. So you've been in those conversations, uh, multiple meetings of us uh, looking and shepherding the flock, going through the membership directory. Yes. You've been through that, uh, where we're going through each and every person and, and spending focused care on each and every person, seeing where they're at in life, in their spiritual walk, and even discipleship. And so in that shepherding, uh, we're realizing that a lot of people are not being discipled outside of Sunday morning. Isn't that crazy? That is so sad. That's six days without it. That's really bad. And to think, I mean, there's one thing to maybe like say like there might be that problem, you know, but like there is that problem. Like we've identified that problem yes. um, in our membership directory. And, um, you know, that just comes from being diligent with a pastoral team mm-hmm. and doing what we're supposed to do as far as make disciples. Yeah. Um, that is our, our calling. And that's the calling of every Christian. Just like uh, I had a couple references in here from uh, Real Life Discipleship mm-hmm. by Jim Putman and uh, Tony Payne, Trellis in the Vine. Yeah, Don't we all book. love Trellis in the Vine? What that a is wonderful. Such a, that's book. a good book. That that broke so many of the walls that I had about discipleship down in a good way. Obviously, yeah. um, it broke a lot of trellises. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it kind of fulfilled the. It the kept intense. the the first things the first things. Exactly. You know, it, which I appreciated. It, yeah, yeah. But I think what's impressive is I had never actually seen the behind the scenes when it comes to elder meetings, how, yeah. when it comes to looking at church directories and the fact that y'all actually know these names. And I'm like, I've seen these people on Sunday mm-hmm. mornings, but I actually don't know them by name. Or perhaps I've heard that name, but I can't put it to a face, right? Mm-hmm. So when I saw y'all in each of these meetings going through the membership directory, seeing this person saying, you know, oh, we should pray for this, or we should make sure to reach out for this. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, I think I know five of these names and three of them mm. are in this room, like during the early on parts of it. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it took months for me to really start to try to get these names down, um, uh, not as some sort of like numerical assessment, but because they're people with lives and struggles. And mm-hmm. it's important to know their names because um, they're part of the flock. So yeah, I didn't realize like how much work <laughs> went into the social part of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Goodness, that is a lot. Uh, <laughs> but it adds a whole different uh, sphere into pastoral leadership, too. Yeah. Um, knowing that each and every person who's entrusted to me, I'm going to have to hold an account yeah. for. That's so right. that that makes it all the more uh, 
delightful, even in very difficult situations, hmm. uh, to go through the pastoral uh, or to go through the church membership directory. Exactly. Um, yeah. But like you said, the relationship aspect is the biggest issue that yeah. we we've had. So, Charles and the Vine, and even uh, another resource is One to One by David Helm. Uh, remember oh, the expositional, expository preaching yeah. uh, book, the little golden book from uh, Nine Marks? That's right. Uh, so David Helm, he authored that. He created a, a resource of just breaking down how to read the Bible together, just one-to-one, one-to-one Bible readings. And so that kind of pairs in with Trellis and the Vine. Trellis and the Vine talks about, uh, they actually use the Australian version of saying every other week, and yeah. they say once a fortnight. I love it. Um, and it was funny, my my son said, uh, I was listening to the, to the reading, and he's like, fortnight? <laughs> Isn't that a bad game? And... Uh, we don't let our kids uh, play Fortnite. Oh, thank um, God. You know, we pay attention to the ratings on video games, and yeah. uh, I know that's a lost um, lost aspect of parenting these days in our culture. But anyhow, um, maybe that's another podcast yeah, episode. probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the issue that we've been finding is, uh, you know, one-to-one Bible readings sounds good and everything like that. It's, it's a perfect way. There's no better way of discipling people than opening the Word of God one-to-one with someone else. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we have spent the past two years of trying to it, build a culture of that, and what, we're try- what we've actually found is that people don't know each other within the congregation. Hmm. And we never thought about that element that opening the Bible with somebody that you don't know can be intimidating. And we have found people we've tried to partner up over the past year specifically, once we found like um, the discipleship um, issue in the church. Yeah. Um, we try to partner people who are close in personalities. I know these two people, but I completely assume that they knew each other through a members meeting, something like that. Um, and relationships have been the biggest issue and the missing factor um, hmm. in all of this. And so it's not an issue for like a women's Bible study. They they sit around, um, you know, a, a study together, uh, usually uh, Nancy Guthrie's um, Bible studies, which has been, nice. I got a... I got an AOK yeah. hand sign uh, over on the couch uh, from Catherine. So she she's part of that Bible study. And so those women naturally will know each other. Mm-hmm. They would feel comfortable reading with one another. Um, but honestly, the Bible studies are such a small portion of the overall church. That is true. There are true. people that cannot meet at Bible studies. And those are the people that we're, we're trying to match up. Mm. And so... We are basically coming to the point of let's re recast mm-hmm. how we're making disciples according to Matthew twenty eight, mm. which brings this whole topic of church discipleship, discipleship alignments is what we're yeah. calling that, of freeing the week up of the church initiated programs. Uh, you know, rather than saying, okay, now that the church has structured that this is going to be the day the Bible study is, 
the Bible study will be that day. Yeah. And so basically the church becomes dependent upon church structures and, and calendars that we make rather than giving them the power of, of stewarding that within one another. Yeah, which is an important distinction. I think trellises are just so easy to develop, even when you're not trying to. Um, yeah. And so it's important to have this nice, healthy means of community. Organic. Organic, right? Something yeah. that's very organic that grows naturally through the development of the vine. I think that's an important part of personality, understanding how somebody understands the scripture, Mm -hmm. understanding uh, why they understand the scripture that way. And the best way to know about that in a healthy way would be through a proper community-focused means of the church members coming together. Yeah. Because otherwise, if we don't have like a community focus on people having these discussions about their lives, about Mm -hmm. their understanding of this passage... Uh, then it quickly turns into unhealthy, unloving arguments. But I do think there is just a beautiful warmth about having the community come together, especially mm-hmm. on the Lord's Day, right? It's just yeah. like a nice, distinct time that we have set apart because the Scripture says to do so. Yeah. And the Lord's Day, I mean, it, it almost seems like it, it's it's so it's so scriptural. You know, like um, I men- mentioned in the, the last podcast of... Um, Acts uh, mm. 42, or I'm sorry, Acts 2, 42 through 47, talking about being gathered in, in the temple right. and also gathering in people's homes. And it's almost like God knew what he was doing. Yeah, what are the chances? Isn't that of... amazing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's he's saying like, yeah, the temple can only structure so much of your Christian growth. Mm-hmm. You got to go into your homes and this has to be a lifestyle that that changes um, you uh, from from the yes. inside out, and so how you behave, how you speak to one another, um, is is all like the Bible talks about bearing with one another and forgiving mm. one another. It's the relational one anotherness that I mm. think is the missing element in churches. Yeah, uh, but also the the heavy uh, foundation of all discipleship mm-hmm. is the one anotherness. Uh, not just the togetherness. Yeah. Um, it's because that can you become can, empty. You can be together in a church service. You can be together in some group, but to be with one another is actual like uh, cognitive engagement. Like mm-hmm. asking people how they're doing, uh, revisiting a prayer request that somebody had at the last time you got together. Yeah. Um, it's not just getting together. It's being with one another. And so I think that this whole plan that the elders have talked through, um, this wasn't even like literally my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that hit me to the core and I feel really confident in. But it was another elder who suggested like going back to this sort of relational small group Mm-hmm. Um, and then I decided to call them house churches um, just because we went through Acts, and that was yeah. a very important means of them gathering for the first 300 years until they started being more um, publicly accepted. But we don't need to go into church history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different uh, podcast. Different podcast, for sure. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, I think that this plan will start to um, unravel 
a culture that God has already been creating. Mm-hmm. We've been doing uh, we've been doing Bible studies already, and they they're good, but they're limited when they're uh, in the weekday and structured in a way that some people who are working can't attend. So mm-hmm. by putting that on the Lord's Day, um, where we we should be able to at least. Um, we'll talk about that in the ne- next po- podcast. I'm going to yeah. talk on the Lord's Day, but we'll get into that more. But there's a pretty good, uh, pretty good warrant to be bound in conscience that we really shouldn't be worrying about house projects on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really shouldn't be even worried about cooking food. Just make food and eat leftovers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, let it be a time of just solemn reflection. We'll get into that more. Yeah. But it is, it's something that is lost in the church, and if we recover those types of things, um, and we don't want to be legalistic and in, in our approach, but we do want to see what that can do as far as um, making the week much more relational mm-hmm. in-house churches with one another, not just gathering, but with one another, and uh, we've been getting that taste in summer nights. Yeah. I mean, summer nights are fun in the church. I talked yes. about that in the podcast of uh, this last podcast we did. Yeah, um, it's such that was such a blessing. You know, I haven't been at this church for very long, but yeah. when those summer nights came around, uh, I was able to go to a few of them, and it was just so delightful to be able to speak with you know, brothers and sisters in Christ to really fellowship, see how the week's been going, and then you know sometimes we go on the most random rabbit trailed you know discussions some, some of us more than others yeah yeah, yeah. i have a proclivity to it i do i, yes, I think you do. We, we talked about like genetics and cloning and i can't remember why but thank god for it so oh, it was dear. just a it, it was it was fun though um but also even more than that i could let people know about difficulties i've been struggling with mm-hmm. and uh and about you know real issues i have in trying to learn how to you know, more properly speak with people who aren't in the body of Christ mm-hmm. and how to speak with people who are. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful thing about discipleship. Yeah. The summer, summer nights, uh, they were, you know, that's, that's already going. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that we'll be changing about summer nights is, um, we'll be doing an intentional time of sermon based discussion. Nice. And it's, it'll be more of like micro gatherings, um, regionally, yeah. so people don't have to trek all, all across Trumbull and Mahoning County mm-hmm. uh, to get to uh, a group. Um, as we kind of wind down the episode here, uh, hopefully this this episode and this discussion um, helped uh, bring to light, uh, you know, some different perspectives and blind spots and things to look out for um, in your local context, especially for those within Steel Valley Church of, you know, the direction we're going and what to be aware of. Um, but Jesus gave us pretty clear commands, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go and make disciples. Making disciples is the imperative. And every Christian, whether you're a, a new Christian or an older, older Christian, you've been Christian for your entire life, if you perceive that, um, you are a disciple maker. Mm-hmm. You're called to be a disciple making disciple. And, uh, just the two resources that were included in, in the podcast heavily uh, from episode one was Real Life Discipleship, which really talks about where people are at in that phase of discipleship and how to care for them well. Mm. Um, but Trellis and the Vine, basically talking about all of this official church-structured stuff yeah. versus Vine work, you know, um, getting diving in deep relationally and theologically with, with one another. Mm. Um, fantastic resources. 
Um, and so I'm pretty excited. Are you, are you excited? This is going to be wonderful. So it's going to be a wonderful change. Nobody likes change. I, I don't think anybody really likes change too yeah. much, especially in the church. Yeah. So it, it could be a little bit of a shock. Um, but I think if we're trusting that the Lord is doing this and he's behind this and we're covering it, covering it in prayer, mm-hmm. uh, we can confidently know that everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Um, and so even though we are, there is change on the brink, um, if the Lord's in it, um, he's going to help us to work through that and work through the kinks. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. Um, and so we might make some make some uh, mistakes here and there, but we're all being sanctified. We're on a yes. journey, a progress of getting better. Amen. And uh, and so that's important. That's encouraging. So that's right. I'm looking forward to starting phase one in just a couple um, couple weeks, probably from this episode releasing. And um, you know, it's we'll get that. Uh, get that culture of the Lord's Day mm-hmm. observance um, starting starting to uh, take root in our church body as the lights are turned on, That's right. uh, turned back on uh, Sunday evening. And so I think after just a half a year of running that, uh, we're going to start to see that uh, that beauty of of what the Lord's Day has for us as Christians. Until we meet next time, um, do you have anything else that you want to want to say? I'm just excited. Praise God for the amazing work He continues to do. Amen. I'm excited. Yeah. You're excited. Yes. So let's let's go get it, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Alrighty. All right. This podcast is a ministry of Steel Valley Church. For more information on how to participate, visit our website at steelvalleychurch.com/podcast. Thanks for tuning in.